All right, so uh, here we go. We're going to get started because it's 7.01. Okay. And um, as we said, it's 6.59 before everybody got on. It's been a very busy time. It doesn't seem to be slowing down between responsibilities here at home, preaching, teaching, mm -hmm. California, family stuff. D.C. D.C. All week. You've been there yeah. solid for two so, whole weeks. So for those of you who support ASI <laughs> and, and you allow us to do what we're doing, like seriously, heartfelt thank you. Yeah. Thank you for supporting us with your prayers. It's huge. Thank you for supporting us with your finances. Mm -hmm. It's huge. It's needed. It's necessary. Yeah. If if the idea of of Sarah and I being in Washington D.C. teaching Bible study, ministering to congressmen, senators, and their wives, their families, if that sounds good to you, if you think Washington D.C. needs the dose of Jesus that that we can bring then we would ask that you would consider supporting what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. So um, just, you know, think about that. We'd also ask that you share the videos and help get the word out because this is stuff that needs to be talked about. Yeah. And I hear all the time from people, people go to other churches. I wish my pastor would talk about this stuff. I don't know why he doesn't talk yeah. about these things. So it's anyway, concerning. it is concerning. We're living in very interesting days. So mm -hmm. God bless you for being here with us this morning. You got up early. Janet Soder, good morning. I see hey, you out Janet. there. So many other friends oh, and loved you ones. So um, God bless you guys. Thank you. All right. Living on purpose from mediocrity to maturity. We're on part seven this morning. Go. Our seventh consecutive Monday. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to start off again by doing a review. Mm -hmm. And I was reminded this morning that early, uh, that further down in Second Peter chapter one, which is our anchor passage, Peter says, hey, I don't mind reminding you of these things. Right. And Paul writes mm -hmm. in the book of Philippians, he says the same thing. And so I don't mind reminding you mm -hmm. of yeah. what we've been talking about uh, the last several weeks. Um, it's needful. It's needful and it's good for us and it helps us to remember. Mm -hmm. Remembering is a good thing. So mm -hmm. here's what I want you to remember, that as we talk about living on purpose and going from kind of mediocre Christian living to maturity. Yeah. Um, maturity isn't negotiable. Yeah. It's commanded in scripture. We have to give ourselves diligently, the scripture mm -hmm. says, to maturing. And so um, the promise then comes, if we'll live on purpose, if we'll give ourselves to maturity, what are the four great promises we've looked at? We won't be barren, Second Peter 1.8. Like that, uh, but a little bit different, we won't be unfruitful. Mm -hmm. We'll be neither barren nor unfruitful. It means there will be impact, influence, legacy, fruit. There'll be tangible byproduct mm -hmm. from our spiritual lives in other people yeah. and in the world around us. Mm -hmm. The third promise is we'll never stumble. Mm -hmm. How good is that to know that as we pursue maturity, we're never going to stumble to the point where we give up on our faith. I've never met somebody who has given up on their faith, who is passionate about growing in their faith. Yeah. People who give up on their faith are people who get sloppy and lazy, and then they just slowly fade away, mm -hmm. right? It's a, it's a slow departure. And so the promise is if we'll give ourselves to maturity, we're never going to stumble to the point of forsaking our faith. Mm -hmm. Next, he said, when life is done and over with, we will be given an abundant entrance 
into the kingdom of God. We will be welcomed home with those words that I I not only long to hear, but live to hear. Mm -hmm. Well done, good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. And in that good and faithful servant part means you are someone who's born fruit, mm-hmm. you've served faithfully, you've endured to the end. Yeah. Well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. We'll be given an abundant entrance. Yeah. So well, when we're talking fine. about living on purpose, yeah. you know, what are the things, what are the purposes that produce the guarantees that we've just looked at. Uh-huh. We've been unpacking those from Second Peter chapter 1, mm-hmm. verses 5 through 7. So, Sarah, I'm going to ask you to read our anchor passage again this morning. Okie dokie. But also, for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. So today's topic is brotherly kindness. That's what we're going to talk about. Now, I have to say this was a bit of a challenge because brotherly kindness and love, we're really talking about love, Mm -hmm. and to separate them is a bit difficult, although we have a good point of application for you this morning. But... um, I just want you to know it was it was a bit challenging, yeah. but um, we're going to talk about love next week. But brotherly kindness today, uh, it's the Greek word Philadelphia. So you've heard of Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. This is brotherly love, brotherly kindness, the Greek word Philadelphia. Now, this might surprise you. It's only used um, in five different passages in the entire New Testament. And so there's this passage that we just read, Mm -hmm. and then there's only four other passages Mm -hmm. where brotherly kindness, Philadelphia, is mentioned. Another interesting thing about it is that up until Peter and Paul, the the age of the New Testament, really, up until that point, this word had only been used Mm -hmm. in reference to communicating love for a family member. For a, for a blood mm-hmm. brother, a physical brother or mm-hmm. sister or family member. Yeah. And what both we will see as we read these, what Peter and Paul both do is they take this word that had only been used in secular circles mm-hmm. for your natural family. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, 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 no. This word is to be included for the spiritual family. Precious. Yeah, so they, I love how they kind yeah. of take that, it's they a, took that word and expanded mm-hmm. its meaning to include we need to love one another mm-hmm. in the body of Christ yeah. with that love that you would have for a family member. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about loving your family, it's about loving the family okay. of God, okay? Really cool. So listen to these next four passages of scripture where where Peter and Paul both are talking about brotherly love or brotherly kindness. Romans 12, verse 10. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. First mm. Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 9. But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. Hebrews 13, verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. 
And then 1 Peter, verse, excuse me, chapter 1, verse 22, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Yeah. So, so those four passages with the passages that, you know, with our anchor passage here, that's all in the New Testament. But, but listen to the, to the importance of brotherly love. First of all, he, he says, brotherly love, it goes without say. Yeah. He said, I don't even have any need to write this to you, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you yeah. anyway. But it goes without say because you've been taught that we need to love, which he uses the lo- word there, love, agape, mm-hmm. which supersedes this love, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we'll talk about that next week. But he says, brotherly love, number one, it goes without say. Mm-hmm. Now, number two, and especially for what we're talking about this morning, you need to remember this. It prefers others above yourself. You honor others above yourself. You think more highly of others than you do yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, remember that one from uh, Romans 12, 10. Next, it needs to be sincere. Mm -hmm. It's got to be real. I don't want to get off on them. I can't can't even do it. I can't even do it. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Okay. Okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's used way too loosely. Yeah. I, I, I've gotten to the point where the word love has been so misused and abused mm-hmm. that I've, I've joked with some of my absolute closest, closest friends and just said, don't even tell me that you love me. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sick of people saying that they love you and then they do horrible things to you yeah. because somehow that makes them feel better about their wickedness. Yeah. Don't even tell me you love me. Just tell me you like me. Like, I'm going to justify my hate by yeah. telling you first that I love you. Yeah. What that's called is abuse. Yeah. In the truest sense of the word. It's super bizarre. So anyway, love needs to be sincere, Mm -hmm. genuine, real. Yeah. Like, you know, no plastic face. I love you. Yeah. You know, no, it's got to be real, tangible. Mm -hmm. There has to be evidence there Mm -hmm. of love, right? Mm -hmm. Next, he says, it's got to be continual. Yeah. Can't stop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've got to persevere. Yeah. Hebrews 13.1, let brotherly love Continue. Yeah, why would he say that, honey? Because in the midst of going through this life, Mm -hmm. there's going to be times where it's real easy just to go, I'm done with y'all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm done with y'all. And so uh, let brotherly love continue. We have to love people. It's a a short verse, you guys. (laughs) I have a dear friend of mine, a dear friend of mine. We we joke as well. You know, we joke about this. And this friend of mine will say, I don't even really like people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I say, well, we it's not that we can't like people. We got to love people, you know, yeah. so we laugh about it. But yeah. anyway, brotherly love. It goes without say. It prefers <laughs> others above yourself. Mm-hmm. It needs to be sincere and it needs to be continual. Okay. So those are just some observations. Now, here's the real meat of what we're talking about today. It's listed after godliness. And why would it be listed after godliness? Here you go. Here's, here's your take home. Here's the point of this morning's teaching. Because godliness without brotherly kindness or brotherly love is legalism without love. It's holiness without happiness. It's obedience without compassion. So I, I want you to think about Jesus' interaction with the Pharisees, Right? And so the Pharisees, I mean, if you know anything about them, you know that they were just uptight, 
mean-spirited, religious people who obeyed every jot and tittle of the law. Yeah. Right? So. And they thought that was right. Yeah. So they were, quote, godly, quote, godly, but they didn't have love for anybody. Yeah. They, they, they didn't show any brotherly kindness. And so when Peter is giving us these things to live on purpose and to be intentional about, and he says, yeah, y'all need to be godly, but remember this, in your godliness, dude, there's got to be brotherly kindness. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to what? You're not going to prefer others above yourself. Mm-hmm. What you're going to do is look down at other people. Mm-hmm. And so that's why Paul says in Romans, hey, if you want to know what brotherly kindness is, it's preferring one another. Mm-hmm. Brotherly kindness doesn't look down on one another. Right. Right. It puts others above you. So in that hour, everybody in that crowd knew exactly what Paul was addressing. Yeah, because they yeah. lived much more so then than we do now. Mm-hmm. They lived in a very, very religious society and right. culture. Mm-hmm. And so when he talks about being godly, you could just imagine that yeah. first century readers going, oh gosh, oh gosh, yeah. more of that Pharisee legalism stuff. Right. And he says, no, godliness with brotherly kindness. Mm-hmm. Whew, it kind of tempers it, Super good point. softens it. Mm-hmm. it. It makes your... It makes your own personal holiness palatable to other people. Yeah. It's a holiness that's friendly. Yeah. And so you've got some sinner who drops F-bombs in front of you and then immediately remembers that you're a Christian and they, they feel like they have, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Right? That's because they've been conditioned mm-hmm. by people who are godly but not loving. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, people who who don't know that I'm a you know, a pastor or whatever, maybe they know I'm a follower of Jesus and they say something coarse and then they're going to apologize. I always like just to take the edge off. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't sweat it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you just see them kind of relax and like, mm-hmm. okay, here's somebody like Jesus yeah. who's real and relatable and, and not condemning me because of some slip up that I made. Yeah. Right. It's, it's brotherly kindness. Yeah. It's, it's holiness with happiness. Mm-hmm. It's obedience with compassion. Mm-hmm. It's not strict, mean-spirited legalism. Yeah. And so when I'm reading this passage, beloved, what I'm looking at this and, and I see this as actual a warning, mm-hmm. as a warning from Peter, because here's the deal. If you go think about our list, think about this person with me, go on this short journey here. You think about someone who's growing in their faith. Mm -hmm. They're growing in their virtue, their moral excellence. Mm -hmm. They're growing in their knowledge of the word of God. They're growing in their self-control and they're they're not giving themselves over to outbursts of wrath or sin. Mm -hmm. And they're persevering, man. They're pressing through stuff and overcoming their obstacles. They're growing in godliness and holiness and the fear of the Lord and they hate evil and depart from it. Mm And then the warning is, dude, if you grow like that, you can become arrogant, Mm -hmm. you can become condescending, you can become self-righteous, you can become Mm -hmm. mean-spirited. And so that's why Peter says, hey man, in the midst of you being diligent, Mm -hmm. passionate, zealous about the things of God, once you really start growing and going and man, you're getting after it, maybe more than those other people at church or, mm-hmm. you know, 
Just make sure that all of this growth that's happening in your life is tempered with brotherly kindness. Such a good word. Where you prefer others Mm -hmm. above and beyond yourself. Yeah. Not yourself above and beyond them Mm -hmm. who aren't being diligent. And how dare they not be diligent Mm -hmm. in adding faith and virtue and virtue knowledge and, you know, on down the list. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a warning actually. So. We, beloved, have been called to exhibit brotherly love, not just to our brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. in our natural families, but brotherly love to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Peter and Paul stole that word from secular society, infused it into the church, and gave it to us to help soften what can many times be a Harsh religious, uh, harsh religious principles. Yeah. It softens it mm-hmm. and allows us to be yeah. kindly affectionate mm-hmm. to one another. So there you go. Let it be continual. Yeah. Let me, let me just tell you what my artistic brain. <laughs> oh no. Here we right go. No, there we go. No, I just picture a fade <laughs> in the background of, I'm sorry, Elton John singing Philadelphia Freedom. Oh. Shine the light, you know. I'm just like that's what I'm hearing right well, now, and it's a. I mean, listen, it's a great song. That's a, that's holier than what I thought this morning because oh. I was thinking about Tina Turner. What's love got to do with? Oh. That? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. All right, yeah. oh, beloved. Well, let's pray this morning, and um, then next Monday we're going to talk about love, agape or yeah. agapeo, mm-hmm. and really it is the ultimate form of yeah. love. And so, anyway, let's pray this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every precious person from all over the place, Lord, from New Zealand to Romania to India, all across the United States, people that watch this, Father. Bless them today, we pray, with the ability to love people with a brotherly love. God, help Sarah and I, help our friends that are watching this, to love people well to add to our godliness, brotherly kindness, so much so, Lord, that people would see our godliness as something that is attractive mm-hmm. and not repulsive. Yes. And so, Lord, in the name of Jesus, anoint us today. Help us love people well today. Help us prefer others above ourselves. May it be continual, Lord God. And um, may we never grow weary in this well-doing of brotherly kindness. Yes. So anoint us today, God, in Jesus' name. We commit our hearts to you. And God bless our friends who are watching this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. amen. All right, y'all, be social media missionaries. Go ahead, share it, like it, help get the word out. It'll only take you 30 seconds. And you can help get the word out. So you might not be able to preach or teach or do whatever, but you can share. Everybody can do that. So God bless you. We love you. Have an awesome day. We will see you very, very soon. Bye-bye. Bye.